This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at LessonsInTanya.com Major funding for this Tanya class is provided by the Mettel Corporation. Additional funding is provided by Tanya students like you. Lessons in Tanya The Tanya of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi Taught by Rabbi Ben-Zion Krasniansky Tanya's text elucidated by Rabbi Yosef Weinberg Middle of letter seven, we're on page one twenty-five. In this letter, he's explaining what we say in the morning davening: How fortunate are we? How good is our portion? How pleasant is our lot? And this is based on Tehillim, Psalm number sixteen. David Amela says, in the name of the Jewish people, Hashem is my portion and my cup. And you support my lot. And the track, the portion by lot, has fallen upon me pleasantly. And then, and then it continues, you have a goodly heritage. As we continue in the morning davening, we say three things. Fortunate are we, how good is our portion, how pleasant is our lot. And how beautiful is our inheritance. But here in this letter he's only going to explain the first two parts. The idea of portion and the idea of lot. So he asked, how can you say, in refer- when you're referring to Hashem, how can you use the expression portion? Hashem is not a portion. Hashem is godly, is infinite. And there's a common expression. You have a portion, you don't have a portion of the God of Israel. How can you have a portion in Hashem? So in order to understand this, he says that we find that Yaakov called Hashem Kel Elke Yisrael. So why does he say he's the Elke? Hashem is a Kel, is Elke Yisrael, the God of Israel. So he said the God of Jacob. Well, what's the connection between he set up an altar? Yaakov built an altar. And he said that the altar is going to remind them, he named the altar to remind them that Kael, Elokei Israel, and God is the God of Israel. So in order to understand this, he said, first we have to first understand the common expression by the rabbis referring to Hashem as HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Holy One, blessed be He. He says, firstly, Hashem is holy. Meaning, Hashem transcends, is transcendent. There are many things that are transcendent. There are many things that transcend. What's unique about Hashem when you say Hashem is holy? Many things that are transcendent and separate. Two plus two is four is an idea, is a concept. Transcends time, transcends space. You're not going to say that two plus two is four is in this room. 
two plus two is four is a concept. Its, it's ideas transcend time and space. They're anywhere and any time. Two plus two is four wasn't true in the 18th century. Maybe today it's not true, but it was true in the, in the, in the 14th century, the second century. Two plus two is four is true here or in Moscow or under the communists or under the socialists or under any ism. It, it, it transcends time, transcends culture, transcends. So what's unique about Hashem when you say Hashem is transcendent? What's unique is that Hashem is everywhere. There's no space empty of it. When you say 2 plus 2 is 4 transcends time and space, or 2 plus 2 is 4 is not found in time and space. It's above time and space. You're not going to find it in time and space. Hashem is not that way. Hashem is beyond concepts, ideas. Hashem is infinite. And yet, there's no space empty of Hashem. Hashem is found within time, within space, within us, within... Fills every time and every space. There's no space empty of And at the same time, He remains transcendent. So it's like the body, the soul fills the body, but not like the soul that fills the body. The soul is defined by the body. And the soul is grasped by the body. Hashem fills the world and yet it remains completely above and transcendent. This is unique to Hashem. So that is HaKadosh. Hashem is whole. He's transcendent. But at the same time, we say Baruch. Hashem is also, we internalize Hashem. Hashem Baruch means to draw down, to bend your knees, to draw down, to bend the tree and to replant, take a twig from the tree, bend it and replant it and, and turn it into a new tree, a new plant. You bend it into the ground and you plant it as a new tree, the beginning of a new tree. So it's an idea of drawing down. So we're saying that HaKadosh, Hashem, who is holy and transcendent and is so beyond our grasp, Hashem is here and everywhere. And yet, we cannot see Hashem and we can't grasp Hashem. Hashem is so beyond us. But at the same time, Baruch Hu, Hashem also is drawn down, is revealed. So, how is that possible? How is it possible to reveal, to reveal Hashem? So he said, we, to Hashem, His essence, we cannot receive His essence. But we are able to receive a glimmer of a ray. A ray, a glimmer of a ray of His essence. The sun gives off light. So Hashem gives off His light, so to speak, His infinite light. But even that, the, the light is a reflection, just like the light of the sun is a reflection of the sun. The light of Hashem is a reflection of Hashem. It's also infinite. So just like we cannot grasp and not grasp Hashem, we can't grasp His light either. But we could grasp is, and that's what it says, Niskov Shemay Levada, even Hashem's name, which is superficial to Hashem, just like the light is superficial to the sun. And yet even that's too transcendent, is too great for us, intense for us to receive. We can only receive a glimmer of His name. 
a light of his name, a light of a light, a glimmer of a ray. And even that's too intense for us. Even the smallest sparkle, the smallest glimmer of a ray of Hashem is already too, too much for us. We can't handle it. It's too intense. We can't receive it. We can't absorb it. So even that we're going to learn now has to go through many, many tzimtzumim, many contractions and black holes and then it has to be condensed and hidden and concealed until we can create our universe. That we should be able to absorb this light through many, many concealments and contractions and but then, through all of this, we are able to receive a light of Hashem. So this light of Hashem is what he calls Baruch. This is the part of Hashem that's revealed to us. So HaKadosh, Hashem himself, remains Kadesh and transcendent. While he fills all the space and he's within us and all around us. There's no space empty of Hashem. Every point in time and every point in space and every human being, Hashem totally fills every space and yet we don't sense it. It eludes us. Hashem remains transcendent, holy. But then Hashem wanted us, wanted to reveal something of Himself to us. Something godly. How do you reveal something godly? So he revealed from within himself a glimmer of a ray, and even that through many tzimtzum. Contractions, and that's how we can, Baruch, Hashem could be revealed to us. Something of Hashem. Something of Hashem's essence. Something of Hashem. A reflection of Hashem. A reflection of a reflection is revealed to us. Like a mirror of a mirror, a reflection of a reflection, a glimmer of a ray, of a ray. And even that through many con- contractions and condensing and contraction. And then something of Hashem is revealed to us. We get a, a, a spark of godliness, illumination of godliness. That we can receive, that we can absorb. That's the whole purpose. The whole purpose of life, the whole purpose of creation is that we should be able to receive that ray of Hashem, that light from Hashem, that illumination, that godly illumination. We should be able to receive that glimmer of a ray of Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hashem is holy. Holy One, blessed be He. He is blessed. The holiness is blessed. Something of the holiness is drawn down and illuminates us. And we're able to receive it and absorb it. That glimmer of the ray. And even that, only through many contractions. Thus it is written, for even His name alone is exalted i.e. Hashem's name is exalted alone, standing apart from all the worlds which it transcends, while only His reflection and His splendor are on the earth and the heavens. Thus, all of creation exists 
from but a radiation of Hashem's name, which as previously mentioned is itself merely a radiation. This radiation actually vests itself in the upper and lower worlds in order to animate them. At this level, the godly life force is not merely present in created beings and worlds, but actually vests itself in them. It contracts and adapts to the spiritual capacity of each particular world in which it is vested and is integrated within it. Present, that's the level of Kaddish, holy. Hashem is present, but we don't sense His presence. He's totally present, but He's transcendent. We don't sense He's here, we don't see. He can't hear, He can't see, He can't sense. But He's here. Not like any other transcendence that we can imagine, which is not present. Two plus two is four, is not present in time and space. It's, it's, it's totally transcendent, that whole realm, no connection. But Hashem is present. But His presence is, is holy presence. So we, He's present and yet He's holy. So, but then we want Baruch. Hashem wanted to be revealed that it should actually vest Himself. Not only is He present, but He actually draws Himself down and vests Himself in them, in the worlds. And it becomes internalized and integrated with each and every individual creature and created being. But even this light, in order to be internalized, needs to go through many, many intermediaries. It is contained in them by means of many intermediaries, i.e. levels that are related to both the levels above and below them, thereby enabling them to serve as conduits for the transference of the radiation and intense contraction. So he says both things, numerous and intense. In other words, quantitative contractions and also qualitatively wise contractions. Numerous describes the quantitative diminution of divine light and life force. Intense alludes to the qualitative diminution, whereby the light that emerges after the contraction is entirely different from the light that originally emanated before being screened and contracted. So quantitative um, contractions... It's, for example, if your light goes through a curtain. So the light coming out of the curtain is the same light on the other side of the curtain. It's a very thick curtain, so the light is reduced. You get a much dimmer light, a much more reduced. So it's a quantitative reduction. It's the same light, it's just quantitatively it's less, less of the same. Then there's a qualitative reduction. Qualitative reduction where it's almost like a different light. Light is changed. Light is transformed. Like Hashem's light that comes through the symptoms of the void. First there was a void and then the light that comes out of the void. When the light goes through the void, the empty space, it's a qualitatively different light. It's not just the same light, but just reduced. It's not a quantitative reduction. It's a qualitative reduction. So you have all different types of contractions. Quantitative reduction reduced, diminished in intensity but then there's a qualitative reduction it has a whole different quality to it, the light has a whole different quality, to it. it doesn't have the same quality as the original light as a result of this contraction in a downward chain like progression through the levels of the various worlds, in a sequence of cause and effect and so on 
Within every world, the lower level develops from the higher level by way of cause and effect, the higher level serving as the cause and source of the lower. So you have different uh, levels and you have different worlds, one parallel world and then it descends to a lower parallel world. Within each world itself, you have a different sphero, one level to the next level to the next level. So as a result of all these contractions and this chain chain reaction of one level which leads to the next level, which leads becomes the cause of the next effect, I guess it lowers down, the light lowers down. Then finally the light manifests itself in the various worlds and becomes vested in them and all the individual creatures, fitting each and every creature so it can sense the energy. Now, although above, in the lofty worlds of infinitude, this illumination radiates and extends itself in unlimited and infinite fashion to animate worlds that are infinitely concealed, i.e., there are infinite kinds of worlds, each of which is of infinite degree. As is written in the Idra nevertheless, as this radiation descends by means of numerous contractions to animate the beings that have been created, formed, and made. In their Hebrew original, these three verbs allude respectively to the beings that inhabit the worlds of Riyah, Yetzirah, and Asiyah. Accordingly, we understand that previously reference was being made to the world of Atzilut, and to those infinite worlds that are higher than Atzilut. It is divided primarily into 613 rays, corresponding to the 613 commandments of the Torah. These commandments are in fact 613 kinds of conduits which transmit this radiation from the infinite and soft light, whose function is to illumine man's soul which comprises 248 organs and 365 sinews, totaling 613 elements. He's saying that since the whole purpose of creation, man is the purpose of creation, and the soul of man is the whole purpose of creation. And we are made up of not only the soul of man, but even the body of man were made up of 248 limbs and 365 veins. And the whole purpose of creation is to illuminate our soul. To illuminate our soul with a godly illumination. That's the whole purpose of the whole universe. That man, we should illuminate, our soul should be illuminated with the, with the illumination of godliness. To illuminate our 248 limbs and 365 veins. Every part of us should be illuminated. So therefore, since that is the whole purpose of creation, therefore, this divine illumination that gives us life creates us and sustains us is also divided to 613. 613 lights in order that every part of us should be lit up and should be illuminated. 
So this was the divine will that every one of us should, and every part of us should be particularly illuminated. Every part of us should have its own particular illumination. And that's why you can say fortunate are we in our portion. That we have a portion in the God of Israel. What do you mean a portion in the God of Israel? God is not portioned out. God is infinite. Something physical you can portion. You can divide. You can get a portion of it. But Hashem you can't get a portion of. Either you have Hashem or you don't have Hashem. How could there be a portion? But it's when the part of Hashem that wanted to reveal, be revealed within each and every one of us particularly, we should be able to receive and absorb and sense godliness. We should be illuminated with the godly illumination. So here we can say you have a portion in the God of Israel. Regarding Hashem's essence, you can't say portion. Hashem's essence is transcendent. Hashem is holy. It's indivisible. There's no portion. But Hashem also, Baruch, Hashem is called the Holy One. Blessed be He. Hashem wanted His holiness to be drawn down. Blessed. Blessed means to be drawn down. We call God blessed because He wants to be revealed. He wants to be drawn down. The Hebrew word for blessing Blessed comes from the Hebrew word to bend your knee or to draw down. Hashem wanted to be revealed. And in order, which part of Hashem could be revealed? Only a glimmer of a ray. And even that has to go through many contractions until it can be drawn down into our individual sense so we can grasp and sense and sense this divine illumination. So in, in this the glimmer of the ray of Hashem, here we can say portion. Because the light has been condensed that it should fit into our limited self. And in general, 613 portions. So the lights, in general, all the lights of the universe that create us and sustain us and animate us are divided into 613 portions. And we have 613 mitzvot, 248 positive mitzvot, and 365 prohibitions. 248 positive active mitzvot corresponding to 248 limbs and 365 prohibitions corresponding to our veins. Every limb does something constructive, does a mitzvah, and the vein protects our blood, protects our life. It shouldn't drain from our body. If your vein is cut, you lose your life. The prohibitions protect us. They protect us not to take this godly energy and it should get lost. So, so we, every organ and every vein has a corresponding mitzvah. Because the whole idea was Hashem wanted it, that we should light up to illuminate us with His godly light. And a godly light that's fitting for every organ specifically, for every vein specifically, custom-made, matching. 
So these lights, therefore we have 613 lights. So here we can talk about portions. Because Hashem limited Himself, so to speak, concentrated Himself. He took His light, His infinite light, and, and a glimmer of this, a ray of His light, and a glimmer of this ray. And even that, through many, many contractions, until we can get a portion. And each one of our organs could receive a portion of this light. So here you can talk about portions. So yes, He wanted to illuminate every part of us. But if I do one mitzvah, I still have a portion. One of my organs is receiving the divine light. As it says, there are strict mitzvot and there are, there are lenient mitzvot and there are... And it says in Ethics of Our Fathers you should be just as careful about the lenient mitzvot as you are about the strict mitzvah. So the Torah itself is telling us, it seems like a contradiction, a paradox. The Torah itself is making distinctions. There are strict mitzvot and then there are lenient mitzvot. And at the same time, you should treat them equally. So the Torah is telling us there are mitzvot that are compared to like the major organs in the body. Every mitzvah corresponds to an organ. So you have different organs in the body. You have, you have the pinky and you have the heart. Of course, you're not going to compare the pinky to the heart. You can live without a pinky, God forbid, but you can't live without a heart. So there are certain mitzvot that are like the heart. person worships idols, forget it, it's like the brain, the heart, it's gone, it's finished, the whole person is dead. A person does a mitzvah, a minor mitzvah, a major mitzvah. And yet the Torah says you should treat all the mitzvot equally, but the Torah itself is making distinctions. And one mitzvah takes precedent over another mitzvah. A major mitzvah takes precedent over a minor mitzvah. Even though it's all the will of Hashem. But it, it's a portion. It's a mitzvah. And every mitzvah is tailor-made to the individual organ. So that's why the, that suddenly the Torah, you have mind, major, major mitzvah and minor mitzvah. Not that one is more important or less important. But the Torah itself is making all these distinctions. So here you have the level of the Torah, the way it comes down into portions. Because the Torah is here to match us. The whole purpose of the Torah is to illuminate our body. The whole purpose of the universe is to illuminate our body. And therefore the whole universe is really divided into 613. 613 divine lights that are here to illuminate us. And to reveal godliness. To light up our organs. To light up our being. To light up our body. To light up ourselves with a divine light. How do you light up the divi- your being with your divine light? When you study Torah, when you do a mitzvah. So when you study Torah, you do a mitzvah, you can say, I have a portion in the God of Israel. The question was, what do you mean a portion in the God of Israel? God is not a portion. How do you divide God into portions? How do you compartmentalize? It's not a a, a slice of pizza that you slice it up, or a pie of pizza, or apple pie you slice up into pieces. But the answer is, of course, the essence of Hashem is present, and yet holy, and indivisible, but the whole purpose of creation is Hashem desired that He should be revealed in this world, in our tiny little world, in this person, human being, that's compartmentalized and made up of 248 limbs and 365 veins. He wanted to light up every limb and every organ and every, every vein and every part of the person to be lit up 
with a divine light in a, in a conscious way. And the only way to do that is through Torah and Mitzvot, which draws down the divine light into details, specifics, which matches our details and our specifics so that we can absorb, internalize it, and integrate it. And then we light up. And when we light up, the whole universe lights up. Because that's the whole purpose of the whole universe. Just so that we should be lit up. And that's why there's 613 heavenly lights, divine lights. Because we have 248 limbs and 365 veins. And their whole purpose is that we should be lit up. And that's the whole purpose of creation. That's why God desired creation. Desired our insignificant being to come into existence. And that's why he limited his light and contracted his light. And the glimmer of the ray, and even that contractions, almost infinite amount of contractions, still is able to light up with godliness. Because it's only through Torah and Mitzvot that you light up our being with godliness. Of course, everything that exists has a divine energy that's creating it and sustaining it. But in order to light up, to draw down from Hashem, holy, the Holy One, blessed be He, to bless the Holy One, to draw down the Holy One, to draw down godliness, that's only through Torah and mitzvah. When we study Torah, do mitzvah, we can say we have a portion in the God of Israel. We've accomplished purpose of creation is to light up light up this world light up ourselves and by lighting up ourselves lighting up the whole universe for it was mainly for the sake of man's soul that this radiation was caused to flow down below to all those beings which have been created, formed and made their respective location in the worlds of Gula, Yetzirah, and Asiya, being below the loftier world of infinite degree, since the ultimate purpose of all these beings as is known as men. Thus, God's being is indeed utterly uncompounded, so there cannot possibly be any division into parts. Nevertheless, with regard to the radiation that descends below, whose main purpose is that it permeates the Jewish soul, the concept of part does apply. The above-mentioned rays are the 613 basic parts into which the radiance is diffused. More specifically, as the altar Rebbe now goes on to say, each of these general parts subdivides into an infinite number of smaller parts. So there's so many parts, 613 only generalities. Because there's so many details. Every mitzvah, so many details. Every word and sentence in the Talmud, there's so much. It's inexhaustible, the amount that we can draw and develop it. And we haven't even exhausted how much we can learn and take and derive from every idea and every word and every letter and every sentence in the oral Torah and the Torah. So it's infinite. With 613 is just general categories and, and it continues to develop and continues to develop ad infinitum. There's no limit. 
you know, if even in this world, in the physical world, we see how from 22 letters, only 22 sounds in any language, 22 basic sounds, how many books were written <laughs> from these 22 letters? Infinite amount of books from 22 letters. From eight musical notes. How much music? From just eight musical notes. It's, how do you get from eight musical notes this infinite variety of all different types of music? So how much more so? 613. <laughs> Not six, you know what you get from 613? Like categories, general, general categories. But if you get to the details... Each division divides into infinite amount of divisions. So there's so many divisions, so many details, so many, so many ways for us to grab onto Hashem. Hashem is giving us access points. All these halachot, all these infinite amount of laws in Jewish law, Hashem is giving us so many access points access to draw godliness down into this world when you do the tiniest mitzvah the slightest mitzvah the tiniest detail it's an access point to light up light up your organ light up your body light up your being light up the whole universe so there's so many parts and parts he made it so accessible tangible in a real way that's real for us in our daily lives which is compartmentalized and broken down to so many details so we can say we have a portion in the God of Israel we're holding on we have a peace but of course when you have a peace of Hashem as the Bashem says when you grab the essence a piece of the essence you have the whole essence because Hashem really is, is indivisible so even though the mitzvot are his light, but it's his light. It's a glimmer of a ray, but it's his. It's, it's the Holy One that's blessed, that's being drawn down. He, he, blessed he, he is being drawn. Kaddish Baruch Hu. So any access point, any mitzvah that you touch, you're touching the essence of Hashem. So when you have a portion of Hashem, you don't just have a portion. You have Hashem himself. It's like when you're pulling someone by the finger. Okay, you're just pulling the finger. But what do you get when you pull his finger? You get the whole person. <laughs> you schlep along the whole person and comes with comes along with it. Yes, I'm only touching a finger. I'm only doing one mitzvah, a portion of a mitzvah. One little portion, one little minor law in Jewish law. I did one thing. <laughs> that portion already schleps the whole thing. I can say I have a portion. So Hashem made, it, made himself so accessible. Now this number about the vision of divine is into 630 parts corresponding to the 630 commandment is the primary basic division. More specifically, however, every single commandment subdivides into infinite details. These are the essentials of the detailed rulings of every commandment, which are without number. 
as it is written, 60 are the queens, which, as our sages comment, alludes to the 60 tractates. Right. Officially, there are 60 tractates of Mishnayat in Shas. Um, it depends how you count. The different variations how you count. It could be 61, but you count it in a way that comes out to 60. So the older are 60, which is a finite number, but yet he continues. Same verse continues, and maidens without number, which as our sages comment, alludes in innumerable rulings of the individual laws. They are a downward flow from the supreme will, which is infinite. Now the Rebbe goes on to say that just as a soul is made up of 248 organs and 365 sinews, so that it may absorb the luminosity of the 613 general radiations, so too are souls further divisible, so that they may absorb the infinite degrees of the more differentiated radiations. 613 are like general, general categories, but there's just like the 613 mitzvot, they're further broken up into, into infinite details. And the 613 because they correspond to the body which is made of 248 organs 365 veins so too these 613 parts are also further divided into infinite parts what does he mean? he's going to explain precisely so with man's soul which has the means to absorb the innumerable details of the downward flow of divine radiance for all the souls in the world were comprised in Adam Basically, his soul was divisible into 613 elements, consisting of 248 organs and 365 sinews. More specifically, however, his soul was divisible into innumerable sparks, which are the souls of all of Israel from the days of the patriarchs and the founders of the 12 tribes, up to and including the time of the coming of Mashiach. Adam was the primordial soul. Adam contained all the Jewish people. And... There are souls that come from different organs in Adam's body. The leaders, the eyes of the Jewish people, they're called the eyes of the Jewish people, who lead the Jewish people in every generation, and their souls are rooted in Adam's eyes, in his vision. There are the ears, there's the heart. The Jews are very emotional and very passionate. There are the hands, the Jews who are active, who get things done. The doers, there are the feet. The soldiers, the troops, every organ has its own unique. So there are souls that are rooted in different parts of Adam. There are great righteous people. They said, my, the source of my soul is in this, rooted in this organ of Adam. And um, there were many holy Jews who were rebbis to the Hasidim because they were like the leader of all the souls that come from this organ in Adam. So they were like the general soul of all the souls, all the emotional Jews. This was the Rebbe for all the emotional Jews of his generation. The, all the souls that came from the heart of Adam. And there was the Rebbe who was uh, the Rebbe, all the, all the brilliant minds of his generation. He was the, their Rebbe because he was the general soul of that organ. So throughout, in every generation, throughout all the generations, these 248 limbs are gener- general, but are further subdivided into infinite amount of souls. From the time of Adam, from Avram Avinu, all the way till the coming of Mashiach. And that's how we can understand 
says in the Torah, God promised Avram that your children will be as numerous as the stars, as the grains in the sand. The question is where the, the same Torah says, you'll be the smallest of all the nations. So how can you call us the most numerous? We're the tiniest of all the nations. The smallest nation. There are hardly any Jews in this world. And yet the Torah says you'll be as numerous as the stars. As numerous as the grains of the sand. But the answer is when Mashiach will come and with the resurrection when every Jew that ever lived will all come together then you'll see that we are literally Muslim. If you add all Jews that ever lived because Jews are all one. We all come from that one soul. We're all like one organism. But there's one organism which is divided into 248 limbs and 365 veins is further divided into this infinite amount of souls. There's millions and billions of souls. Mashiach will come. We'll all come together. All the Jews that ever lived will all come together. You'll see literally we'll be as numerous as the stars and the grains of the sand. And the truth is even today we, we truly are. We are the majority. <laughs> How? Because it's not 7 billion to 14 million. Firstly, it's 14 million to 1. Because every human being is a world apart. Real unity you only find amongst Jews. Genuine unity. At the core, the essence. So we're not 7 billion versus 14 million. We're 14 million to one. And it's not 14 million. Add all the Jews that ever lived. So it's more like a billion to one. That's our strength. It's that unity. Because we are the soul of Adam. We're unified. We're one. Inseparable from each other. So we are one soul that's divided into 613 and further divided into subdivisions and subdivisions because each organ has so many different expressions and aspects of that organ. So yes, we're 248 limbs, but how many cells are we? <laughs> right? The human body has 100 trillion cells. So you start dividing and subdividing and atoms and parts of atoms and so it, it divides and subdivides so many different parts and every soul represents another part another portion and the whole goal is that each portion should be illuminated each portion should be lit up every individual portion should be lit up so the light is divided into many many parts in order to light us, to light us up, all our parts, and all our separations, and all our, in our individuality, in our, we should be lit up with the light of Torah, and the light of mitzvah, and the light of Hashem. That's the whole purpose. We should have a portion. We should be able to absorb it and integrate it into our limited self. We should be lit up with the light of Hashem.
when the promise of Scripture will be fulfilled, and the number of the children of Israel will be like the sand of the sea, that cannot be measured nor counted because of its great quantity. We understand from the above that Adam's soul, which comprised the innumerable sparks of individual souls, was capable of receiving the infinitely numerous detailed emanations from the radiance of the supreme will, which ultimately animates all of the individual Jewish souls. Now, he's going to start explaining the verse that he brought, that Yaakov, when he built the altar to Hashem, he named it, he says that this altar is going to remind me that Kale is the God of Israel. And now we understand exactly what Yaakov is referring to. At this point, the altar rather resumes the thought begun earlier, where it was pointed out that Jacob referred to God as Kel Hashem, God of Israel. For the soul of Jacob, otherwise known as Israel, was illumined with all the aspects of the divine radiance, just as was the soul of Adam. As a just like Adam's soul was able to receive this light all together because he incorporated all the parts so therefore he was able to receive this radiance from Hashem's will so too Yaakov was able to receive was able to receive all the parts of this divine radiance now, the consummate beauty of Jacob resembles the consummate beauty of Adam, for he rectified the sin of Adam. His soul, too, comprised all the souls of Israel. Before we go on, we have to understand that what he's explaining here is, he's going to explain that when we say HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Holy One, blessed be He, what we're saying is that Hashem, who is holy and transcendent, that holiness is blessed. That holiness is drawn down and revealed. That the God of Israel has allowed Himself to be received as a portion in portions. The God of Israel that's infinite and indivisible has allowed himself to be received in portions. The how is that? Through a godly illumination which comes about through Torah mitzvah. Because the divine energy with which God creates the world, that's a limited. That's a limited energy. But through Torah and mitzvot, which is also, has also come down in a limited way. Torah and mitzvot are very specific, very precise, very finite and limited. How you do the mitzvah, the measurements of the mitzvah, it's, it's practical, it's actual, it's tangible. A finite human being Mitzvah are time-bound, the mitzvah are limited a certain specific way, how it has to be done, the precise measurements. Every organ has another mitzvah that matches that specific organ. So it seems to be very, very limited. And yet, this is a limitation 
that draws down the, the Holy One. That the Holy One should be blessed. Draws down Hashem. Brings godliness into your organ and into your being and into your life, into the whole universe. Because Siddhis explains there is two types of limitations. There's what we call Hagbala, something that's limited. But then there's what we call Hagbala Atmis. Hagbala Atmis means God chose to be limited himself. God limited himself, concentrated himself. When you choose to limit yourself, it's not a true limitation. There's nothing limiting you. There's nothing on the outside that's limiting you. You chose to limit yourself, to reveal yourself in this way. It says God tzimtzim, God concentrated himself between the poles of the ark, and he revealed himself. God limited himself between one and a half amma, which is uh, a little over a foot. How can God limit himself within the poles of the ark? But no one is limiting him. He chose to limit himself. He concentrated himself and he revealed himself. I'm revealing myself through the poles of the ark. That's not a true limitation. So when Hashem says, you want to connect with me? You want a godly illumination? It's if you put on the tefillin in this place and if you light the candles at this precise time. The person says, no. I want to turn Thursday night into Shabbos. I'm going skiing Friday night. We postpone it to Thursday night. <laughs> I'll meditate, I'll reflect, I'll sing, I'll dance, I'll eat chal, I'll eat cholent. <laughs> it's very nice. Hashem says, I'm sorry, I'm not here. I'm not present. You can light all the candles you want. You can try to make up all the rituals in the world. It's not worth the paper it's written on. It's nothing. You're wasting your time. You're wasting everyone else's time. Nothing happens. When you do exactly as my will, you follow the code of Jewish law, you did exactly the way I wanted it, exactly as I wanted it, precisely to the tiniest detail, then you will find me. I have concentrated myself. So this is a portion. It's limited, it's finite, the mitzvah are finite, the limited, corresponding to the organ, corresponding to us individually, practically, in our daily lives. The Torah affects and touches every part of our life and every aspect of our life. There's another mitzvah. Every detail of our life, there's another mitzvah, another divine commandment, another code, in the, another halach in the code of Jewish law. But in this portion... It's not a portion that's limited. It's a portion through which we can access. It's a portion through which Hashem has concentrated Himself and revealed Himself and illuminates us. So Hashem has concentrated Himself into a portion, into a limited place. He concentrated the Shekhinah between the poles of the ark, a little over a foot. (laughs) But yes, that's where He is. When you light the candles exactly the way Hashem wants us to light the candles at precise time, not earlier, not later, exactly, you have the mitzvah, you have Hashem. You're touching the divine, you're connecting, you're drawing down godliness, you're lighting up your life, you're lighting up your home, you're lighting up the world. You do it anywhere else, you're wasting your time. Nothing to do with divine, nothing to do with godliness. Creating your own religion, that means nothing, absolutely meaningless. 
So it's a portion. But it's a portion of the God of Israel. It's Baruch Hu, the Holy One is being blessed. The Holy One, blessed is He. You're blessing, you're drawing down the Holy One. How can you draw down the Holy One? Only through Torah and mitzvah. There is no other way. That's what Yaakov represents. Yaakov is going to say here, represents Torah. His soul too comprised all the souls of Israel from world to world, i.e. both those of the revealed world as well as the concealed world. Moreover, he was a vehicle for the Torah in its heavenly state, which is referred to as Adam. This phrase reflects the wording of a verse which begins with the word Zot HaTorah Adam. This is the law, Amen. Interpreted on the level of Derush, these words have been taken literally to mean this is the Torah, Adam. Adam is, is the Torah, because Adam reflects, as he's going to say, reflects the man above. We are created in the image of God. So just like a person is made up of 248 limbs and 365 veins, so the man above, so to speak, the Adam, which is Hashem, refers to the way Hashem has concentrated himself and expressed himself, limited himself, not limited to limit himself, but concentrated himself and limited and expressed himself through the 613 mitzvah, 248 commandments, positive commandments, and 365 prohibitions. As it is written, and on the likeness of the throne, there was a likeness as the appearance of Adam, literally of a man, and the latter term, as is explained in the Kabbalah, refers to the Torah. It is likewise written, and this was the custom in former time in Israel. That, at least, is the plain meaning of the phrase quoted. On the interpretive level of derush, however, each of the three Hebrew words is here construed as follows. Zot, as taught in Zohar, connotes Torah. Lefnim, within, the Israel, in Israel, the patriarch. At this level, the quoted phrase thus means that the Torah is implanted within, in Israel, the patriarch. And Zot refers only to the Torah. For the Torah was contained and vested within the soul of Israel, the patriarch, which compounded all the souls. The quoted phrase refers both Jacob in the moral world and to his supernal source, which is also known by this name. Now, in addition, Jacob, or Israel the Patriarch, was a vessel capable of receiving the radiance of the Torah. Hence, this is the meaning of the above quoted phrase, and he called him, Kel, God of Israel. Since the name Kel denotes the divine attribute of Chesed, which finds expression in God's desire to communicate his hidden life, Jacob's use of the name Kel signifies man's calling forth the radiation from the infinite, the angel of light, which is clothed in the Torah from concealment to manifestation, so that it should illuminate manifestly in man's soul. Thus, too, it is written, Kel is the Lord, and he has given us light, indicating likewise 
that the divine name Kel connotes illumination. Thus, when we say that Jacob called God Kel, we imply that he called forth and drew down into his soul an all-encompassing revelation of the infinite Ainsof light that comprises all the particular details of the Torah and its mitzvot. So Kel is when God illuminates us, like the sun shines and gives us an, an, an illumination. So he called Hashem Kel, this illumination, which illuminates, which is the God of Israel, which refers to Yaakov, his soul, the soul of Yaakov, which incorporates all of the Jewish people. Because it's through the Torah that the soul is illuminated and the souls of the entire Jewish people and every individual soul is illuminated. And that's what he says. And after Jacob, the infinite light of light shines openly into the souls of all the upright of heart who engage in the Torah and the mitzvot. So when you engage in Torah and mitzvot, there's an illumination of Hashem, which illuminates your heart. So you should be inspired with a love for Hashem, a love for godliness, an attraction to godliness, an openness to godliness and which further infuses you with a passion to study Torah and to do mitzvot. The upright of heart alludes to those individuals within whom the godly illumination found in the intellect descends to the heart. Because Yisrael is also a word, Yosher Kel. The, the Hashem's light, Yosher, goes to the, those who are Yisraelev, those who are straight of heart. The light finds its way to the heart. From the mind, it illuminates the mind through studying Torah, but then it makes its way to the heart, it inspires the heart, it stirs the heart, moves the heart. For it inspires them with the love and awe of Hashem. These spiritual emotions in turn add vitality to their study of Torah and their performance of the mitzvah. The divine radiation felt by these individuals is termed our portion, as in the quotation with which this epistle opened. This is the particular godly illumination which permeates a Jew's soul through his performance of each and every commandment and which is a portion and part of the all-encompassing illumination comprising 613 parts. Fortunate is our portion that we have the ability by doing a mitzvah, a single mitzvah, each and every mitzvah, we have the ability to receive a portion of this illumination. Of this illumination that's made up of 613 parts. When do we say this? We say this in the introduction to davening. Because that's the time that we truly receive this divine illumination. This portion that we're talking about is this godly illumination where God becomes blessed where this essence of God is revealed to us. When, what point is this, is this, do we experience this revelation? During davening. Because when you study Torah and you do mitzvot, you're drawing down godliness. You don't necessarily sense it or experience it or are ecstatic by it. But during davening, during prayer, that's when you can connect, that's when you can, you can sense that divine godly light that you've drawn down through the mitzvah and through studying Torah. 
So it's by davening. Before davening, we proclaim, fortunate is our portion. That we had the ability to, through Torah and mitzvah, to draw down, draw Hashem down. Okay? The most elevating and most powerful manifestation of this divine radiance in their mind and heart occurs at the time of prayer, as is explained elsewhere. It is by means of the ladder of prayer that all of a man's mitzvot ascend. The same ladder also serves as the conduit through which the resultant divine radiance and revelation descend to the people. Prayer is the ladder, Jacob's ladder. You climb the ladder and you draw down the ladder. So all the mitzvot that we've accomplished and, and we draw down the light, when does the light actually come down in a revealed way, in a conscious way? We can... It should illuminate our soul. We should taste some of it, experience some of it, and get a flavor for godliness that we've drawn down through our Torah mitzvot. That happens during prayer. That's what cements it. That's what connects it. That's what brings us down into our conscious level. So it's during prayer that we proclaim, how fortunate are we, how good is our portion the mitzvah that we've done, now we appreciate it. Now we know what we've accomplished. Now we know what we've done. That our soul is, un, is illuminated with the divine illumination, with Hashem's illumination. Illumination of Hashem. We continue. The next, the next week we're going to read, I was going to explain the second part, how sweet is our lot. Now that we understand the first part, portion which refers to the Torah and the mitzvah every Jew, every mitzvah, every organ every and that it draws down godliness illumination of godliness now we come to the second part, how sweet is our lot lot, goral goral, yeah, how sweet is our goral our lottery, our lot if we say that Adam had the souls of all the Jewish people yes. where did the rest of the world come from? Because if Adam hadn't sinned, there would only be Jews. Um, because Adam sinned, that um, we have the 70 nations, and then the essence of Adam was captured by the Jew. That's why Adam and Chava are buried together with the patriarchs and the matriarchs. Why are they buried? They universally belong to everyone. The answer is no. The essence of Adam, what he truly represents, the unity and the unified soul and organic soul, that, that's captured by the Jewish people. So after ten generations, it was Noah, and ten generations from Noah, Avram began to capture the essence of, of Adam, and especially Yaakov. Yaakov's beauty was a reflection of, of Adam's beauty. And uh, that's why the Jewish people's task and mission is to restore the world back to the Garden of Eden, to bring the world back to the way Adam was before he sinned. That's what we're rooted in. We're rooted in Adam before he sinned. The rest of the world was the fall, klipa, the shell, the disconnect. The Jew is plugged in, is connected. And we have to, our mission is to connect the whole world, to reconnect the whole world, replug in, plug the whole world. This class is part of the Lessons in Tanya project. More classes available at lessonsintanya.com.